Dudes of Davy, welcome back. 2024, our first episode of the new year. We are really excited for this episode. Hope you guys have all been well. Hope you had a great holiday period. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Lonnie Greenberg. And today, we have my son, and affectionately known as Nephew Brennan, as our featured guest speaker to dive deep into the NFL and talk about the playoffs and give our playoff predictions. Brennan, welcome back to the pod. I can't wait to talk about the playoffs. It's going to be insane. We are so excited to have you here. We know you're ready. Um, I know how much you watch these games, and you're you're prepared. All right. So first thing we're going to do before we dive into the playoffs, we have to go over things that have happened recently in sports. Obviously. Lots going on. Obviously on Monday, uh, Michigan won the national championship. Go blue. Yeah, go blue. Go blue. Did you watch that whole game? Uh, yeah, I watched until like the third with like 10 minutes left, and then I went to bed. All right. You knew they were going to win, right? You were like, Probably. Right, you slept well. You knew it. It was over. Okay. Um, you, you have some interesting takes on Michigan, right? What what's what, what some of your top takes? Uh, Blake Corum, definitely. Maybe NFL draft this year. Never know. Um, Is he a first round pick? Second round pick? I would say about second and third round. What what teams do you think would like sort of pick him up based on his work ethic, his heart, his production? What do you think? Um, I do think even though they have Isaiah Pacheco, I do think the Chiefs pull him out. Well, that's an interesting team, right? Because obviously, depending on how far they go in the playoffs, they make it to the second or third round. Uh, you're looking at the mid-20s type of pick. I could see him going there. I could see, too. He's a tough player. He plays with a lot of heart. So he, I think he just raises the energy of what, whatever he's doing on the field. Yeah, like you'd want to have him in the backfield as an option. Correct. Agreed. Correct. And what are your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh? So he finally won the big one? So I think that... He accomplished what he accomplished, what he wanted to this year. And I think uh, next year he's going to go to the NFL and be a coach. Do you have a, a team prediction? Not yet, but definitely if I see what happens this year, any like more fired coaches, I think I could debate who could be there. You, you do know Jim, Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback in the NFL for a pretty long time. I did not know that. He was. So given... The best quarterbacks with coaching openings, what do you think? I mean, just to give you some of those openings so you could choose from them, you presently have the San Diego Chargers, who we do know have uh, Mr. Justin Herbert, you know, Mr. 500 so far, who's never really won a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have the recently departed uh, Seattle Seahawks now, who have the P. Carroll opening. Uh, He was announced, you know, recently a few minutes ago that he won't be coming back as head coach uh, with Geno Smith at the helm. But there's definitely, you know, there's a lot, you know, between the Atlanta Falcons and the Desmond Ritter situation. There's the there's the obviously Tennessee Titans who don't have a quarterback. If unless you think Will Levi is the right is the real deal. Not for me right now. (laughs) So I think um, I think it'll be interesting to see where. Oh, or the Raiders. The Raiders. I I definitely have a strong opinion with him and the Raiders because I do think. They could use some help, but with him, might do have a lot of success. Well, you got a little Aiden O'Connell, Jimmy G situation yeah. there. Uh, obviously, West Coast. He's used to the West Coast, having coached the 49ers. So it could be an interesting spot. And it looks like Antonio Pierce, who was the interim head coach of the Raiders, is certainly getting some calls and offers around the league as well. 
So this is the definition of the coaching carousel that always happens after uh, after the season. But I think everyone's waiting for Bill Belichick <laughs> to see what happens there. Right. That's the elephant in the room. And and is there any type of situation where Robert Kraft is somehow able to figure out a Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, I don't want to call them co-head coaches, but could you imagine the two of them working together to scheme and plot and have their teams ready on a weekly basis? No. <laughs> no. That's scary. Could be interesting. That's a scary team already. Well, look, they, they definitely have some interesting position players. They have not drafted well um, over the last five to seven years. Uh, they need a lot, right? The, the Patriots need a lot of you know, stuff, but I do think leadership and uh, culture go a long way. So we'll see what, they, uh, what Robert Kraft decides to do there. Uh, so why don't we talk a little bit about the regular season? You know, obviously you watched a ton of football, Brendan. Yeah. Um, and you obviously you play fantasy football uh, competitively. So why don't you give us some of your thoughts on the season and, you know, maybe your, you know, your two or three biggest storylines. So the, the one team that, I, that overperformed for me was the Texans. For sure. For definitely sure. Uh, Nico Collins, C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell at the beginning of the year, but he got he's on IR. I don't think he's going to be playing in the matchup against the Browns this week. No, he would make he was a difference maker too for them. Definitely. So even after their injury, they were able to achieve you know getting a ten win season in CJ's first season. Yeah, that's that's a big accomplishment for a QB. Just on like momentum standpoint. Standpoint. Oh, uh, you know. So, who else? You know, who else did you think outperformed or really, you know, uh, surprised you? So I do think, even though he, his team didn't make the playoffs, I do think he carried his team with a couple good wins and overtime wins. Um, Gardner Minshew again with the Colts. So when he had Michael Pittman and Josh Downs and all those good wide receivers and running backs in the outfield with, like, Zach Moss, I do think he was very good to get the ball off to those waters. Isn't he like Ryan Fitzpatrick 2.0? I think that might be a great analogy. Right. Uh, you're, you're not sure what you're going to get. You're sort of just hoping for 500. He just lets it fly, man. He lets it fly. He lets that mustache grow long and long. I, I do love him. Uh, you, you know what? Could you imagine if he was on the Jets backing up Aaron Rodgers? That you, I think you would have had more wins. I mean, look, I, when you play with, like, there's a reckless abandon, right? So, like, you, you take what you can get, but you know you're, you know you're going to shake your head a few times as well. So, but yeah, I agree with you. That was, that was a cool story. They were so close, too. So close. All they had to do was beat the Texans, but the Texans outbeat them. Yeah, I mean, you remember that, that drop pass at the end of the game. Yep, I mean, I, I feel bad for that I mean, guy. We, me and your dad were texting during that game, just so confused as to why they, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's amazing. But, like, there, it was so predictable. It was, like, unbelievable. So, anyway. How about you, Lon? What, what were some of the, you know, the big moments this season that surprised you, you know, whether it be an outperform or underperform? The, I think the Detroit Lions, I, I expected them to be in it to make the playoffs, possibly, um, or at least fighting for it. I didn't expect them to be this good, and, and I think that's, that's really about them galvanizing around their coach, um, who really sets a fire in all of them. Um, yeah, their defense is a little... But look, Jared Goff played great this year. 
I think their defense struggles a little bit. So I, I'm I'm actually really impressed with St. Brown. All like the offensive unit was incredible this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs. Obviously, uh, you don't know what you're going to get some days. Uh, but generally, the Lions surprised me. Even even the Rams surprised me a little bit. Um, you know, Nakua came out of nowhere, so no one had any clue about that. So those two, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, and we'll we'll get into that matchup. But that's a matchup I would never have guessed at the beginning of the year. I don't even think I would have guessed either team would be um, possibly even in the playoffs. Definitely not the Rams. I didn't expect the Rams in the playoffs. I would say the Rams are my biggest surprise. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was going to be Sean McVay's last season. I pictured a five and you know five and twelve type of season. Uh, I am stunned that they had both Pakua and uh, Keenan Williams mm-hmm. uh, as the running back. You know, at these you know major positions, establish themselves as as leaderboard people. Uh, Stafford stayed healthy all season. I mean, when's the last time that happened? I don't know. I think he might have missed one game, if that. It's amazing. It's amazing if you think about that, because all the talk in the in the spring and summer was how bad his shoulder was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we will talk more about that matchup because that's probably one of the most fascinating matchups of playoff of this first playoff weekend. But the Rams were probably my biggest surprise. I think the other surprise for me was how good of a coach mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Stefanski is. Uh, the, really Cle- is. the Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs with their fourth quarterback. It's unbelievable. It's. I mean, and, and a quarterback, by the way, who came yeah. off the couch. Yeah, who is that quarterback? We, we've known him. He's been around a little while. I mean, Joe Flacco. I mean, Brendan, you remember last year uh, you were playing football with Joe Flacco's boys uh, on the beach. And we were like, oh, that's Joe Flacco. That's so cool. Yeah, we, that was the QB. That we... Wasn't he too tired to play with you guys then, too? He, he, <laughs> he, he respectfully passed. Yeah, he's like, I'm too tired. Um, okay. So look, we have some pretty amazing storylines going into the playoffs. I said, literally before we hit record on this podcast, I think there's seven, eight teams who legitimately could win the Super Bowl um, out of the 14. So we'll see. I mean, we we can discuss uh, and debate the merits of that. But uh, I I say we go game by game and just give our predictions, our thoughts, what's going to be the key drivers to, to those games. We'll also get into who we think is going to win the Super Bowl, and then we'll we'll throw around our thoughts on on uh, possible MVPs and rookies of the year, all that kind of stuff. All right. So, which game should we start with? Should we start with the first game? I think we should start with the first game, uh, which is the always the weirdest time, right? Four thirty on Saturday. Yep. You're right in the middle of doing something. You hope it's not a great game, but this one potentially could be. We have the. Um, Houston Texans, mm-hmm. the uh, unheralded, surprising Houston Texans, hosting the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, Brennan, what are your uh, first thoughts on this game? I do think the Texans pull it out with Caesar Stroud, Nico Collins, Damian Pierce. And I do think they get the win, but I think it's definitely a back-and-forth battle. Okay. So you believe that the Texans, as the four seed, uh, who are underdogs by two-and-a-half points, We'll pull out the outright upset and win the game. Yes. Lon? Okay. Um, Cleveland's defense, it'll be interesting to see if Miles Garrett can disrupt C.J. Stroud enough. I actually agree with you. I think Houston's going to win. I think C.J. Stroud is going to play with he, – he he's playing with such house money right now. 
I mean, he's absolutely offensive rookie of the year. I mean, I, I, I could make a very salient argument that he should be in the Pro Bowl. Um, and he's over he's overachieved. He's like, let's just go for this because we weren't expected to be in the playoffs. I think he's just going to let it fly. All right. So I am also going to pick the Houston Texans. My reasoning being is that I've watched a lot of Joe Flacco mm -hmm. in my life. I watched him on the Ravens. I watched him on the Jets. Mm -hmm. And I've watched him on the Browns. And I think what he's accomplishing on the Browns might be one of the most incredible resurrections of a career for a six, seven game span that I've ever seen. I think it comes crashing down against, now the coach of the Texans is Demario Davis. Uh, D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan. I think D'Amico Ryan is going to, who's the former defensive coordinator for the Niners, I think he is going to have a plan to make Joe Flacco very uncomfortable. I think he, this, by the way, just for the record, Joe Flacco cannot run, period. Mm -hmm. he's, an, he's an old school, immobile quarterback. So I think the Texans pull it out. I think it's relatively close. Uh, I don't know, maybe like a 27-24 type of game. Uh, and I think Miles Garrett, they have a plan for him too, whether it's a double team, whether it's a, a single team with a, a fullback or running back in the backfield just waiting for him. Uh, but I do think the Texans pull it out. What were you going to say, Brent? So the Texans are really surprised they're in the playoffs. But the Browns, they're the fifth seed. And they weren't supposedly, like, very, like, surprised they were in the playoffs because they knew they were going to be in the playoffs. So it's going to be a little bit, uh, like, exciting for the Texans. But I do, they do get the dub. Okay, excellent. So now we move on to the frigid arrowhead, of which uh, Lonnie is pretty familiar with, with some Kansas City experience here. So, Lon, uh, you have your second favorite team, the Dolphins, playing at Arrowhead. Who do you got? Right. We may do a, we may do a special pod just for anyone who's not going to get Peacock. Um, it's, it's actually, before we get into that, what do you think is, do you think there's going to be backlash from this whole Peacock situation? So, obviously, anybody based in Kansas City or Florida will be able to watch the game regular. Well, and anyone, Dade County, Broward County, you can't watch in Palm Beach. I mean... The which, fact, which is insane. The fact that Peacock is doing this and has paid a fortune for this game, uh, I think goes to, it's definitely a going to be a major problem. There will be backlash, I do believe. I think it's already happened. I mean, there's some chief players who are paying for like the first, you know, 100 people to, you know, hit them up on Twitter saying that they don't have access. So uh, I think that this is a major issue. But, uh, you know, the game will be in frigid conditions, mm -hmm. projected temperatures mm -hmm. around minus five degrees. What do you think? I, I think that, I mean, I was at the Bills-Dolphins game, and it was fairly predictable. It, it, Buffalo should have smoked them. I mean, they, they literally did everything they possibly could in the first half to give the Dolphins a chance to be up huge numbers. And the Dolphins weren't able to take advantage of it. The Dolphins are hamstringed by a lot of injuries. Yes. No, no doubt about it. I, I think they're a good team. I think they're fairly well coached. I think two is good enough with with the when he has his weapons around him. They're a very fast team. I, I just think now is the time for Kansas City where they're going to step up. I just they have way too much experience in the playoffs, especially at home. Um, and Tua doesn't have any. And I, I just think that that's going to outweigh everything. Plus, it's going to be cold, and they're injured. So I, I think it's going to be 
I, I think they're going to win pretty handily, Kansas City. All right, so Brennan, you know, for the for the record, let's let everybody know that you're a huge Dolphins fan. Just kidding. Uh, a little bit of a Dolphin hater. I, I know that, and I know you like Tua and you like Tyreek. But uh, you know, what do you think? You think they can pull off the upset? So just because I don't like the Dolphins doesn't mean I'm saying this, but I do think Kansas City gets the win because Dolphins are used to like 90 degree weather, never been to minus nine. In Kansas City, they're close. They're not like close to minus nine, but look, they're in like the 15s or 20s they, sometimes. They played in this a lot. They played in this a lot, and they're used to this, and they're home. So I do think the Chiefs win. Okay. I mean, I think, you know, Lonnie made a point that we could just spend another second on. The amount of injuries the Dolphins presently have is kind of crazy, especially on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you lose Bradley Chubb and you lose Jalen Ramsey, and then, um, you know, I think there's a few others that they, you know, that got banged up. Yeah, Van Ginkle. Yeah, I mean, Van Ginkle was a huge loss, you yep. know, during the game on Sunday. And you made a point, you know, the Bills were doing everything to give the Dolphins that game. I mean, that first interception by Allen was like, it was ridiculous. It was as if he was literally throwing to that D, uh, DB. I, I watched the replay like three or four times, and I still can't believe he made that throw. It's like, it's crazy. It's such an... You know what it is? It's it's just a really disappointing throw from somebody who's now been in the league, you know, several years. Yeah. Uh, but I I do agree. I think the Chiefs get this win. I think unfortunately for the Dolphins, it's bad timing, bad weather. Uh, the roster isn't where it needs to be, and it's a shame because they had a good season. They never beat the great teams. That was always some that comment that got said all year. But I certainly but, think that they. But were, what they did was they beat the. They beat the Cowboys, which made me really happy. You know, absolutely. I, they turned a little bit of a corner with me on that. <laughs> They, oh, they got you to like them a little bit more? A little bit more, yeah. Because uh, it was it was a heartbreaking one, too, so I wanted Jerry to feel that. So that's true. They did it. That's true. I mean, the Dolphins have gone past what was – not what I expected, but they went – they finally went past the point where they actually got in the playoffs. Because I feel like I watched the same movie for, like, 10 years um, where they, like, could possibly get in in the last two weeks, and then they always blow it. So they're in the playoffs, and, look, that's a step. They've been injured down the stretch. I give them credit. I think I think they 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 gave the fans a lot of joy as well. Yeah. Just for our listeners, um, if the Dolphins won on uh, Sunday night, the Dolphins would have won the AFC East and would have hosted Buffalo this Sunday in Miami. So the difference was really like cataclysmic. Which might have been great because then the Bills would have stayed in Florida for a week. I mean, South Florida for a week, the Bills never would have showed up to nope, the game. No, it's, it like the, it's like the James Harden stats. It would have been, it would have been hard <laughs> to find all the players. They're like, we can't even feel the team right now. 100%. Uh, all right, so let's move on to probably the game where there's the largest spread, right? The largest in terms of point spread. You know, you have Buffalo coming off of the win on Sunday night, uh, hosting the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, led by Mason Rudolph. It's hard to even say those words without trying to understand what that really means. A third quarterback of the season for the Steelers. So uh, what do you guys think? You know, uh, I mean, we'll turn over to you, uh, Brennan. Josh Allen versus Mason Rudolph. It's a, it's a presently a 10-point spread. Buffalo's favored by 10. So Buffalo, I do think they win. But Mason Rudolph, he's never faced. So out of his last couple games, he's faced not great defenses. So this is the real test against Buffalo. On the road. On the road. And again, conditions that are not going to be ideal. It will be like they're projecting 30 to 50 mile per hour winds, 
probably temperatures in the 20s, maybe in the teens. Now, the Steelers are a cold-weather team too. But like you said, I mean, you know, when you're Mason Rudolph and you're going on the road, here's my question to you, Brennan. Mason Rudolph's a third-string quarterback. Nobody gives him any credit. Nobody gives him any chances. Kind of going to be going into this game thinking, I got nothing to lose. And he does have an arm. We've seen he has an arm. So the only thing I'll say is Buffalo isn't that good. We all know that, right? Do we all agree? Is that consensus? I agree. Okay. So Buffalo's not that good. And now you have this Steeler team. The only problem is that no TJ Watt for the Steelers. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that's a huge, it's a big deal. I mean, he's probably the best defensive player in, in football. I mean, that matters. So, but yeah, I mean, there is something to be said. Look, in the NFL, any given Sunday, if you're in the playoffs, that's probably more, more so the case. Clearly banged up, you know, if you're losing a big player like TJ Watt. But you give an NFL player, especially an NFL quarterback, the ability to kind of say, let's just let it fly and see what happens. If we get killed, we're supposed to get killed. If not, it could be a lot closer than we realize, especially because I don't think Buffalo Buffalo has a lot of pieces where you look at them, you're like, how are they not good, right? But but they're just not jiving. I, I just don't think they are. I, I just they're not on the same page as a team. So, what were you going to say, Brendan? I, I, I mean, I still think Buffalo smokes them, but like, <laughs> with that said, I'm just throwing a little, you know, a, a, a little sugar their way. Yeah, exactly. That was very nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's for our our Pittsburgh friends. All right, so right now, after three games, all three of us have chosen the three same teams. Yep. So we've chosen um, Houston, we've chosen Kansas City, and we've chosen Buffalo. Right. And okay. Can, can I tell you the teams that I think can actually win the Super Bowl out of the AFC? Obviously, Baltimore. I think Kansas City can still win it. I think. I also think Buffalo can win it, too. All right, well, I think we're going to move on to the next game on Sunday, which is going to be Dallas hosting Green Bay. Now, this could be an awesome game, or this could be an absolute blowout. I don't know what Packer team you're going to get. God, I hope Green Bay wins this game for so many reasons. The first reason is, like, obviously we want the Cowboys out for every reason. We, we I could go on for days on why. Um, but the other part is, how insane would it be if the Packers make it to the second round with Jordan Love Right after Rodgers leaves. That would be an amazing storyline. After beating Mike McCarthy, their old after coach. After beating Mike McCarthy. Wow. <laughs> that I'm rooting for that so bad. I think I think I might be rooting for that more than the Eagles to beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that an upset of that proportion would just tilt the entire NFL. Be awesome. It would be awesome. Be Brennan, awesome. Brennan, what do you think? I really want Green Bay to win, but I know the Dallas Cowboys are. They have possibly an MVP QB. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. Nope, nope. <laughs> uh, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard. They have a solid team, but uh, they do get the W. But Green Bay, they definitely do put up a fight. I think it's a fascinating game because anytime you face your old coach, you know, you get up for it as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is this is an important game uh, for the Packers uh, that you do not want to go in there and get blown out. Uh, I, I agree with both of you. I don't think the Cowboys are that great. I do think they are a different team at home mm-hmm. than they are on the road. At home, they seem to play with a lot more confidence. 
and oftentimes will put up more points at home than they do on the road. What were you going to say, Brent? Oh, so I was just going to say, I forgot to mention, Cavante Turpin, the guy from the giraffe this year, no one gave him any love. He catches passes, but like he's the guy that you can trust on. So let's say it's like fourth and five, and there's like a couple minutes left. You throw to him on a slant route. Cause you can believe him. He's like like a he's like a small tight end. Do you think the stage will be too big for Jordan Love? I do. At the end of the day, right? Like now we're in the fourth quarter and let's go, it's twenty one seventeen. And I mean Jordan Love's never this is our first time he's ever been in the playoffs. And now he's on the main stage in front of hundred and five thousand people in Dallas. Yeah. I, I he's never been in this position ever any any time. And Dak He's been in some hard situations and pulled it out. But, yeah, I do think that Dallas gets the W. I mean, just so we're clear, Dak has very rarely pulled it out in big situations. So, uh, just for the record, you know, this would be an important win for him, actually. It would be important for the Cowboys to get to the second round. I actually think that this is very important for the franchise. As a team. Agree. By the way, you're, how about this scenario? Dallas loses. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones goes bananas. Yep. McCarthy's gone. Harbaugh's in. That'd be beautiful. That'd that, be. That'd be. I want that. I want that so bad. I mean, if you're Harbaugh, there's not a lot of teams that have the. Not only do they have the history, but they also have the lack of winning over the last twenty years. I think the Cowboys go after Belichick too. Well, that's you know what the problem with that is. And again, Jerry Jones would have to change his ways. Mm-hmm. You know, Belichick's going to want to, you know, you know, what was the old saying? You know, you can't expect me to, you know, cook the dinner if I can't shop for the groceries. Right. But Belichick can be like, do you want these number of rings or do you not? Hey, listen, I think, right. I think Jerry Jones, if, the, if Dallas loses to Green Bay, Jerry Jones is going to take a step back and say, I'm going to bring in right now a huge name to shake this thing up. And I need a new culture change and a new shift. And again, none of us have ever met Mike McCarthy. We do not know him well. We can only tell you that based off of now the last 10 years of coaching, we don't believe he's a very good coach. We don't believe he's a very good game manager. We don't believe he's a very good coach. But with that being said, we all believe that Dallas most likely pulls it out. I want to say one thing about Dallas coach. It's Mike McCarthy, right? I have some opinions on how he coaches. So number one, start putting... Tony Pollard in the outfield more. You mean in the backfield? In the backfield more. Okay. Um, the way he coaches makes me want to go bananas. <laughs> like, it makes me want to take off my shirt and go and run around the backyard. Um, just the mentality of doing all this, like, random stuff and doing, like, random Stuff like putting like Cavante Turpin. Oh my God, CJ Stroud. Wait. Oh my God, CD Lamb. You're questionable. Okay, we're gonna put Cavante Turpin before you and CD Lamb. So like, the way he coaches, I really just don't like. Well, I think everyone can can really agree with the fact that Tony Pollard was supposedly going to be a top three running back this season, and I have no idea what happened to Tony Pollard or the running game in general for Dallas. But Tony Pollard apparently like gets like 12, 15 touches a game at the most. 
and the offensive line can't seem to open up the holes for him. So we'll see what happens, though. It'll be very interesting. It's going to be an uh, interesting game. Now, this is my favorite game of the weekend, and I'm going to start and say why. Okay. Lions, first of all, congratulations. The Lions hosting a playoff game. Huge deal. The most expensive ticket uh, to the wildcard playoff round ever. Tickets right now, the cheapest ticket is $700 to go see the Lions host the Rams. That's number one. Number two, Jared Goff. Great story. Uh, amazing that he was able to have his career resurrected. Uh, Sean McVay basically like threw him in the trash Okay, during this trade. For those of you who don't know, the Rams traded Jared Goff to the Lions, and the Lions traded Matt Stafford to the Rams. Obviously, the Lions got some picks. And, of course, Stafford won a, a Super Bowl with the Rams. So the Rams are ec ecstatic about it. And now the Lions have built a, a, a winning team with a winning culture, which is great. Here's where I find this game to be the most fascinating. Sean McVay knows everything there is to know about Jared Goff. Literally everything. His weaknesses, his strong points, which way he looks when the, when the pass rush comes, how he reads defenses, how he can't read defenses. So... If Sean McVay loses this game, it is because of Sean McVay. Because he has so much knowledge. There's no, you know, as a quarterback, you can't automatically just change things. You can change plays. But how you play and how you read the defenses. So I actually unfortunately believe the Rams win this game. Or the Lions win this game like 41-34. And Jameer Gibbs and the running game for the Lions ends up saving Goff's butt because I think Goff is going to have a tough time in this game. What do you guys think? So I am not going to agree. I think... <laughs> Good. Nice. I, I think Detroit wins, and I think Dan Campbell comes up with a way to defeat the Rams' defense. I think Dan Campbell gets two sacks in this game. <laughs> <laughs> there is a possibility that Dan Campbell runs on the field. I like it. Yeah, yeah there's a good chance. Of we that. should see if the FanDuel has those odds on that. <laughs> uh, well, by the way, for the record, I want the Lions to win, just so we're clear. Totally. But I mean, I, I don't know how you can't root for the Lions. I think the Lions are going to win. I, I just feel like there's too much. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Bren. Thanks for that. Um, I feel like the Lions. I, I, there's there's too much at stake. I think there's going to be too much emotion. I think Goff will just get it done. I think they'll be able to adjust if Goff isn't playing well. They have a good enough run game. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's. I mean, I watched the. I saw the Rams play live, and it was a little earlier in the season. But I, I'm impressed. But I'm not like so impressed by them. I, I agree. Look, I would strongly recommend if anybody out there uh, likes to wager. I think. Whatever the odds are, I'm guessing it'll be minus 120 or minus 130. I would bet the over 0.5 interceptions for Goff. I pretty much think that's a lock. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a lock. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we're all going to be rooting for Detroit, but the two of you have, you know, have said the Lions will win. Unfortunately, I believe the Rams will win. So that takes us to the final game. I think the best person to kick this off would be the diehard, born and raised in Philadelphia, uh, Lonnie Greenberg, to give us his predictions on the free-falling Eagles versus the uh, the upstart Buccaneers. It's been epic, the free-fall. I mean, look, they, sh they probably should have lost some other games earlier in the year. They've, they played too many close games. And look, there's, there's something to be said about winning close games. However, um, if you're 
let's call it an elite team, a top four, let's call it top six team in the league. There were definitely games that you were supposed to win handily, and they weren't doing that. They were struggling. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not totally crazy that they've got on. I, I think the first few games of the slide were just fatigue, and now there is a little something more. Obviously, they're losing to, you know, Cardinals and Giants and but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna win this game and it's not just being a homer. I I just think that they'll they'll get it together against Tampa. Uh, more more so just based on experience. I think just a lot of experienced guys and I think they'll do just enough to win. Um but I think it's gonna be a game. What about you, Bren? I do think Philly pulls it off. Uh because you know, Mike Evans, you have Richard White, Baker Mayfield coming off a hot streak in the playoffs. I mean, in the regular season. And uh, Philly, they have a lot of weapons. They can use them. They can win games with them. But the one thing that we need to tell Jason Kelsey is to stop flinching when you, when you play. <laughs> Wait, okay, I'm going to fake it. Yeah, I'm going to pass it to Kelsey. No, you have to do it on one because uh, that's what happened when they have uh, watched some games where they flinch and they lose the game. Well, there's been multiple yeah. games, right? So you watched a lot of Eagles this year. Why? I watched a lot of Eagles because in fantasy, I had Hurts and Brown. And it, and it warmed my heart, too, because he was wearing Eagles jerseys and all around and I thought we had something for a little while. Do, do we still, like, are you still going to somewhat root for the Eagles? Yeah, I'm gonna root for AJ okay. Brown and Jalen Hurts. It made, it made me feel good. That's fair. Yeah, I think that the Eagles do win a close game, uh, mainly because uh, the Buccaneers are coached by Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. I think if the Buccaneers had a different coach, I think the Buccaneers would win this game. But Todd Bowles is really about as average a coach as it gets. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, he's a great guy from what I've heard, uh, but I, I really think he's going to. Uh, I think he, should, he doesn't help his team. That's the problem. I don't think he helps his team. So I think the Eagles will win this game, uh, which will set up an interesting second round of games, by the way, right? So I think if, as you start to look at it, uh, if, you know, if Houston and Kansas City and Buffalo all win in the AFC, I think we've got ourselves a, let's see, we've got Baltimore will end up playing Houston, Houston yep. and you have KC Buffalo again. Which that, is unbelievable. That, that's fitting. It, it feels like we're going to see that game. But at Buffalo. Okay. Interesting, though. Interesting, interesting, though, right? It is interesting. I mean, it. this looks like... It, it's almost amazing to me. Like, you look at all this stuff, everything that goes on, we're going to see... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the second round, and even AFC Championship, NFC Championships, some very similar-looking things that we've seen in the past. Because... Getting to the playoffs, very hard to do, right? You got to go through the whole season. Once you're in the playoffs, again, I, I go back to the same thing. The experience of all the coaches and of the key players and the veterans who are in the locker room who are able to keep uh, keep everyone kind of level-headed, there's there's such value to that. So it's like it's almost like we're going to see some of these some of these matches. We, you know, San Francisco, Dallas, Eagles, Eagles, San Francisco. Baltimore and you know the Browns. I mean, we could see anything. I mean, we're going to see some really interesting stuff. 
What do you think? Casey Buffalo. We see that. I can't. I won't even believe it. What do you think, Brent? So if Green Bay loses mm-hmm. and Los Angeles Rams lose, the Philadelphia Eagles will play San Francisco. Yeah, correct. That's an amazing second round in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And again, nobody knows exactly what's going on with the Eagles. We know that they they lost some players in the offseason. Uh, they have a few injuries for sure on defense, but this isn't the same team. It's just not. And so I think that the Niners, who are going to be rested, ready, and waiting, um, I don't think that's going to be a close game unless the Eagles can find that form. I mean, they've got the talent, right? There's no doubt about that. They've got the talent. But even Jason Kelsey, he's made so many critical penalties in, the, in the, you know, this, this season. I mean, I mean, we've probably watched him do it at least, I don't know, six, seven times. And that's a lot for him. You know, and, and I'm talking like fourth quarter, you know, during the, a key drive uh, to push them back. But uh, I think it's going to be, look, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think uh, let's move towards, all right, so we've graduated some of these teams to the next round, but who do we really think is going to pull this thing off, Bren? Let, let's predict who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So Baltimore, San Francisco for me. You're going on a limb there. That's good. I, I'm not only going with the number one teams. I'm just, that's my prediction because... You know, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, and their wide receivers. But I do think San Francisco wins the Super Bowl. Okay. Wow. I think I think you see KC win the AFC. I, I really do think it. And I think San Francisco wins the NFC. I think this is I think this is their year. I think San Francisco wins the Super Bowl. So uh I do agree with my son and nephew Brennan. I do think it's a Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl. And uh, I think that uh, I think that I believe I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think Baltimore pulls it out with with Tyler Huntley leading them. <laughs> I know you don't think Lamar's doing it. I'm so torn. I really wish we weren't recording this right now. Um, I I think the Niners should win the game. There's just something about the whole Ravens Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. You know how you know you're starting to see it come together and. Listen, you know, Mark Andrews goes down, Isaiah likely steps right in. Uh, obviously, the emergence of Zay Flowers in his rookie season being the downfield threat, tremendous. Uh, you know, obviously, the running backs, Justice Hill steps in. So uh, I do think that uh, the Ravens and the Niners will, will battle, and it will be a battle, by the way. I think that Super Bowl could be phenomenal. I think that is a fourth quarter game management. And even though I'm saying Baltimore's going to win, I'm going to just caveat this by saying no injuries on either side, obviously. And it's going to be, it's all going to be about the final mistakes. Wasn't that the Super Bowl when the power went out? It was indeed. Yeah. And, and, Jim, and Jim Harbaugh was the coach of San Fran. And they were winning that game. Wow. Okay. And, and, and the quarterback of that team was Colin Kaepernick. Correct. Who, by the way, who, who led them to two NFC uh, championships. Right. Yeah. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. It's going to be. Again, I think I really do think there's seven, eight teams that have a shot to at least go to the Super Bowl. I think there's a few teams that really don't. Um, but by and large, it's a lot of parity this year, which I love. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Brennan, who are the who are the best players in the league from a fantasy standpoint this year? From fantasy, Tyree Kill definitely. 
Too bad he got injured, by the way, towards the end of the season. I know, I saw that. Um, A.J. Brown. Tremendous season. Only that one bad game, I think. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, 100%. And he's going into the playoffs very hot. Very hot. So, you know, you de- I have a feeling he'll be looked at early and often. And he wasn't chosen for the Pro Bowl, right? No. That's wild. I mean, well, that, well, that goes to show you how good the wide receivers were, though. Yeah, that's true, too. Everybody thinks it's Devontae Adams. Not for me. Not a good quarterback, in my opinion, who he's going with. So, definitely, Brandon Ayuk. He's debatable up there. Um, what about what, what about running backs and quarterbacks? Oh, running, uh, I was just doing wide receivers for that standpoint. Um, running backs, I'm going to go with probably Derrick Henry having a very good year. Maybe Richard White having a very on year. Yeah, I think he was like the fourth best uh, running back. Yeah. Um, definitely, in my opinion, this guy doesn't get a lot of attention. No one ever points him out a lot. Is He's a rookie. Kamir Gibbs. Mm-hmm. He's one, in my opinion. David Montgomery, very solid this year. Overachieved this year, I would agree. Overachieved a lot. Went from the Bears... To the Lions. To the Lions. He actually stole a bunch of reps from Jameer Gibbs. Now, I know that they didn't want to use Jameer Gibbs too much in the beginning, but, I mean, Montgomery was out t- tremendous for them this season. Yeah. Um, maybe no one... Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, obviously. I mean, obviously. He, he just had an incredible year. And no he, he, he had an MVP type year. MVP. Totally. Um, now I'm going to go with tight ends. Tight, Travis Kelsey got a point. Good season, not as good as normal, but good season. Yeah. Um, but how about how about your rookie tight end? So he never got attention. Zero. First like fourteen or ten weeks, got like zero points every game. But uh, my dad over here, he won in fantasy by picking up Trey McBride, and the next week, wait, no, the week that he picked him up, he got twenty five points and he won because of it. And next week when I picked him up, 22, 10, 9, doesn't happen. 17. Everyone would pass him because yeah. they can trust him on like third and threes or short third downs. So definitely I'd go with him. And Give me a last one. Dallas Goddard. All right, so Lon, so who's your pick for MVP? I think Labar is going to win it. I think it's like almost a foregone conclusion, although I think McCaffrey should, to be honest with you. I would, my, if I had a vote, I would vote McCaffrey one and Lamar two, but I agree with you that Lamar is probably going to win it. I, th- I think it's, I think it's kind of over at this point, just because of a couple of the games that he won at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. His numbers are just good enough, and obviously Baltimore's the number one seed. So Christian McCaffrey, awesome year, stu- overperformed by a lot. Everybody thought he was going to be very good. He exceeded that by a lot. He also stayed healthy, which is. Stayed healthy. Never. I mean, I think he missed one game. He did. He got injured at the end of the season, though. Um, Lamar, definitely, in my opinion, is going to win it. But I want Christian McCaffrey to win because this is his first bounce-back year where he didn't get injured for, like, a lot of games. And he had awesome points uh, against, like, not um, – not – 
horrible defenses. So that's what I, my opinion. Now he's a tremendous player. Tremendous. And he, you know, in Carolina, he was, he was the whole thing, right? He's, and and he was still he was putting up incredible numbers. It's amazing to see how dominant he is, even in a system where he's got a lot of talent around him. Yeah, he was the franchise up. He he was. I mean, he was. He really is legitimately one of the top few offensive players in the league. So let's get to the point where we're now just going to go hot takes. You watched all this season. You watched football for four or five months. Say whatever comes to mind as you looked back on this season, you know, coaches, players, whatever you want to say. So first I'm going to point out the most points scored by players. So you have Jamar Chase, DJ Moore, and... Uh, Amari Cooper with their 50 points game. You're talking about from a fantasy standpoint. Fantasy but I'm fan- but I'm talking about just give me something oh, raw. Give me something okay. non-fantasy related. Uh, Puka. Unreal story. Unreal. Agree. Um, give me a dog. Who is dog water? Even though... Nope. Just give me... Who's dog water? Uh, um, Russell Wilson. Dog... Well, sort of dog water. Sort yeah. Of dog water. Benched. He's going to be cut most likely. So he, I don't think he's going to be a starter again. Definitely I'm, not. I don't think so. I don't no. think any team's going to make him the starter. No. Who else? Who else was? Unless it's the Carolina Panthers. Oh, ooh, David Tepper. Pick up Russell Wilson. <laughs> David Tepper. That's that guy. A whole other, oh my God. That guy. Just be careful with your drink around him. You don't know right, what's going to exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was an expensive drink. But how, how about you, Lon? Some 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 hot takes. Some funny comments. Hot takes. As we as we recap the season. I mean, I'm just surprised still. That the Kansas City Chiefs dropped so many passes this year. It was like it was kind of unbelievable. They dropped over forty passes this year. That's crazy. So like, uh, if 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 they completed like twenty of those passes, <laughs> Mahomes is probably MVP. Legitimately, it's a very good point. No, it's it actually doesn't get talked about at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it gets talked about, but I mean, forty passes. It's incredible. It's incredible. And Kelsey dropped a handful of them. Too. I mean, we know the like the big culprits right. on that offense and it's just so baffling like how does that happen um well you know you know how that happens lon yeah, it's me. when you don't sign any real wide receivers in the offseason I, I get it i get it but mahomes he's, they were pretty accurate passes it's not like no no mahomes can't catch it though i know i understand but these guys are still nfl wide receivers who like I, I don't know maybe i don't know what andy reed saw i don't know i really think though for the chiefs to make it to the afc championship I think uh, that rookie Rice is going to have to shine. Rice and um, Hardman? Yeah. I, I, well, but I think Rice and Kelsey are going to really have to carry the weight, and Pacheco is going to have to truthfully exceed. Put some magic. What yeah. about McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon? I mean, he hasn't played much. No, he hasn't, but he uh, was key last year. He was. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know what's last happening. Games. Here's what I will tell you. Andy Reid is an offensive genius. Yes but he can't catch the ball either. But I do believe you were going to see the Chiefs come out on Saturday night, and I think they're going to look strong. We, do, do we agree that we think, I don't know if it's possum, but possibly holding some stuff back? You and I talked about this a couple of days ago. I do think it's possible. I do think it's possible that Andy Reid is like, listen, I don't have as much in the tank as I used to because I don't have you know Tyreek Hill and I don't have other wide receivers. So I'm going to have to like hold back a t- to a degree and unleash like three to four bizarre plays. And if you believe in conspiracy theories, the NFL definitely wants Taylor Swift on that AFC championship uh, stage. So 
fair comment. I'm just saying. That's a fair comment. Just saying. The more swift, the more ratings. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, Bren? So, out of those 40 drop passes for the Chiefs, at least 15 of them were Kadarius Tony. <laughs> well, listen, we could kick we could kick a guy when he's down, uh, and sometimes I do. Uh, <laughs> he's had a really rough season. Uh, I don't believe he's going to be playing much in the NFL after this season. Definitely not. After this season, I, he might as well be benched. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, as a Jets fan, miserable season. Just miserable. Do, I, do you have hope for next year, legitimately? I, no. I no? Hope. Zero? I have none. Do you, th- do you think Aaron Rodgers plays yes. like a lot next year? I'm starting to care. I'm starting to not care. Right. He, I mean, again, not to get into the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, but he, but he, just, so, just so everybody who can't see it right now, my son is actually a, you know, really telling me to you know, take a long walk on a short pier uh, as a diehard Jet fan. Look, I want Aaron Rodgers to play. I want him to do well. Our offensive line is horrible. Our head coach you know, is more into running up the stairs than I think game management. Yep. Uh, and I'm starting to think you know, just clean house might be the best move. But from what I hear, Woody Johnson, uh, you know, one of the uh, most interesting uh, absentee landlord owners that the NFL has, is keeping Jim Douglas, uh, Joe Douglas, and uh, Robert Sala. So it looks like we're uh, we're running it back. Running it back, nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, when you but, when you hit when you go below five hundred, why not run it back? The good news though is Brennan got some Jets uh, sheets for his bed, so I think now that's that's the good luck charm. What do you think, Bren? I try to sleep well. Yeah, you do. Well, I was actually concerned the other way. <laughs> There's three people on the Jets there. One did not play this season when it was Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson should have got more receptions from Trevor Simeon. I know, I know, I know. And uh, Brees Hall, so. Well, listen, um, we are going to have an amazing time watching the game, some of them together this weekend. Um, let's see if all, all our predictions come true. I'm sure some will, some won't, but I'm sure there'll be some amazing storylines. Uh, awesome having you on the pod, uh, my friend. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, and I know uh, your uncle uh, is a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I I loved having you here. You were uh, you were fantastic. Your knowledge has blossomed. I'm I'm very impressed with your knowledge base, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching some games with you. And thanks for being on. Thanks for making time for us. And, and for everybody, uh, as we uh, head off into uh, the playoff weekend, uh, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and all the the major uh, you know platforms. Uh, look forward to some new listeners. Please click follow and uh, look forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks before the Super Bowl. Yep. Follow us. Have a great weekend and uh, we'll talk to you soon.